the film series that won't die. Over 40 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. If there's even that much of a connection. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I am Tom. I am Pat. This time we're recording it and we're keeping it. <laughs> we're doing an episode that we're going to have just watched the movie for. Uh, this one, probably the one we were the most notified about through the entire run of this show so far. Everybody. It was almost as bad as when people would, like want to let me know that something is happening with Transformers. Yeah. It's, it's adorable. Yeah, if um, if Grease Two comes up in somebody's news feed, I get a notification. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, Amityville in space. Sorry, we I, I circumvented that. Oh right, yeah, we forgot to actually get to the name, Amityville in space. And this is the first one to go to space, and Grease. this is yeah. And this is something, I mean, we definitely fell away from it after a lot of them became repetitive, and or it's been a gap, but let's talk about horror movies going to space. Not starting there. I know. Not yeah, Alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Alien. no, no, no. Actually, the Alien's one- the inversion. Fourth movie, it comes to Earth. Close. Like, you have the right idea, but that one, it just ends with them on Earth, and so it's bullshit. The correct one is Alien versus, is the Alien versus Predators. Right. Because they take place exclusively on Earth. Yeah. Um, But it's... And I guess I'm kind of like... Sometimes the movie goes to blank. Yeah. Tends to be a last act kind of thing. Like Jason goes to Manhattan in the last 15 minutes. Um, It's all about the journey. (laughs) Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Oh, the the dinosaurs get to the mainland for like a 10-minute sequence at the end that's mean-spirited and disjointed. Like, so... Okay, Alien 4 is that. Yeah, I was We're already say, off topic. Okay. I, I'm not even... I, I'm not, I don't even think Jason Goes to Manhattan is a good example of this thing, because no. Jason does go to space. And that's back <laughs> on point. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jason goes to space in what I think is probably... It's probably my second favorite of the series. It's so good. Because it, it's not just that he goes to space. They're like, nah, this is not enough. If we're doing this, we're doing this. Yeah. Robo-Jason goes mm-hmm. to space. Like, we're on paper. This is the this is the thesis statement. Jason's, Jason goes to space. Well, that's completely ridiculous. <laughs> so you're on board. Because <laughs> let me tell you, that's where we're starting. That's not like we get there. Yeah, no, We don't no, get no. you to the crazy part by the end. No. David Cronenberg has frozen... Who? Yes, David Cronenberg has frozen Jason. Yes, he has. Um, And instead of finding any possible way to destroy him... Yeah, they've just kept him on ice. They're going to send him to the museum on Old Earth? Or no? Uh, no, it's a field trip to Old Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, man, it's been, yeah, it's been a while since you've seen this. So, God, David, actually, David Cronenberg is part of the uh, ill-defined military-industrial complex. Lexa Doig is Lexa Doig is trying to figure out how to destroy Jason once and for all. Dave Deprave shows up with twenty-eight military soldiers and says, "Hey, we're going to transport him because we want to know how he does this thing where he grows everything back for." You know, humanities and stuff. Science and yeah. stuff. Jason kills every. Jason kills everybody. 
Including and, an entire side space station of a thousand people. That's later. I no, know. I'm just... Uh, we get, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he accidentally gets Buck Rogers with Lexa Doig, where they get uh, trapped in a room with a leaking cryonic mm-hmm. uh, suspension pod, hibernation pod thingy. And then they wake up, and then there's the science trip to Old Earth, and then they find Jason, and then they bring him on the ship, and then... Oh, the hijinks that ensue. Mm-hmm. Space hijinks. Yeah. It's... But you're correct. Well, like, wasn't it... It wasn't necessarily that they had run out of ideas, ideas, which is to say, if if we're being honest, if they, they have... They ran out of ideas with number three. Um, oh, yeah, no. Um... Friday the 13th series generally works best as copy and paste. Yeah. Um, and which is why, like, Jason Goes to Hell was a big concept going in different directions that didn't involve so much Jason. This one is saying, we got a big concept, but it is still, by all numbers, oh, yeah. a Friday the 13th. It's just Friday the 13th. But, uh, like, behind the scenes, they were figuring out what they wanted the next real sequel to be, but it's like, uh, but we still need to put a movie, something out, so we don't lose the rights to to Sean Cunningham. So, let's make another one, but let's set it in the far future so that there any number of, like, legit Friday the 13th can Mm -hmm. happen in between. So that everything in between can be a glorious prequel. Exactly. You've got to fucking hell. (laughs) The worst Look, the journey is, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dave, if, you, if you keep pushing me, I will explain the entire timeline of the Fast and the Furious films and how four, if not five, of them are prequels. I honestly think that's a whole separate episode because I have never been able to figure that out personally. Oh, oh, I have. I know that I know it off the top of my head. Oh my god, yeah, like, it's bad. Yeah, but it's anyway. like explaining. Seasons one and two of Westworld in under five minutes to somebody who's never seen it. Uh, I can do that in two words. Robots, man. (laughs) Summary and explanation are, you know, slightly different words. Uh, I think so. Anyway. But yeah, no, nine times out of ten. And it's usually like by the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've run out of ideas. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Was it four? Four was... Four was... Because uh, three was... Uh, two was Vegas. Okay. Three was... Was, was that the hood? No, hood was five, okay. I think. I'm very five or six. Uh, the Leprechauns are a big gap for me. Yeah. They're not good. Critters no. for is space. That I was just about to say. That's the... like. I love the idea that Critters, which is an alien-based franchise, does not go to space until the fourth one. Yeah, at which point they bring in... Oh, everybody. Yeah, Angela Bassett Angela first. Angela Bassett. Oh, my God. Yeah, pre-fame and fortune. Like, <coughs> actually, it's kind of like borderline. Like, it was... She was just about to hit. She, yeah, like, she had gotten work, but she hadn't had What's Love Got to Do With It yeah. or Strange Days yet, oh, yeah. uh, Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, well, that's lit. That, like, that's that was, later. But, like, the, the, What's Love like, Got to Do With It, that was, I think, the big one. That was but. the one that cracked her, but I think she had had a bunch of these other projects. Oh, God, she was on, she's on an old... Old episode of The Flash. She's on an old episode ah! of The Flash with uh, the taller uh, man, man friend on a living single, or maybe no, I may be conflating him with one of the sidekicks on Martin, but also Ken Forey. 
is oh, on that shit. episode of The Flash. It's okay. so good. It's so good. And it takes place in real time. It's like Flash has to prove a guy's innocent uh, within 40 minutes or else he's going to be executed by the end of the, of the episode. It's a really good episode. Right. Nice. I got it. It's got Angela Bassett in it, you yeah. know, among other things. I'm long overdue to go back and give that a rewatch. It's oh, been no. a few years. It was, uh, it's one of the, the only exceptions I would ever make when I was doing triple features because uh, I didn't... I, I wouldn't use TV stuff mm-hmm. unless it was Tales from the Crypt or The Flash. Okay, fair. So, so for that was part of the Angela Bassett and her abusive music boyfriends. So, Strange Days and... No. I mean, What's Love Got to Do With It, obviously. What's Love Got to Do With It, this episode of The Flash, and she played Katherine Jackson in The Jacksons in American... Oh, uh, God. The uh, the big miniseries from the 90s. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 But also in Critters 4 is oh. Brad Dourif. Yeah. Brad um, Dourif. The second Oscar nominee, uh, Oscar winner... I know he won... I don't no. think he. I don't think either of them. I thought he won, won for Cuckoo's Nest. It's definitely nominated. I don't think he won. Gotcha. I don't uh, think Angela Bassett's ever won either. Huh. Anyway, it's stupid. But I mean, it's the Oscars. They are stupid. Yeah. And um, also Eric DeRay. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so we've got our Twin Peaks connection with Eric DeRay and Honest Hove. Uh, what's his? Oh God, why am I blanking on his name from Subspecies? The the monster. Um, oh god! Why am I playing oh. on the vampire's name and subspecies? It's gonna. It's standing oh, out. It's bad. this is so annoying. Right. You think on that while yeah. I also point out that apparently right now we've got in their space sequences. Yeah. A lot of the cast of Chucky, because we've got Lexa Doig from the yep. first season. We've mm-hmm. got you know. Well, Canada. That's <laughs> all right. Canada filming, but Brad Dourif gets you know flown all over. That's true. Things. And I'm just Radu, Radu Veladislas. Yep, 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 yep. Damn it. I have an action figure and I just nothing. he's over there <laughs> yeah but I leave mine in the package so oh. I can reference these information that's fair that's fair that's fair um they never Sub, took subspecies. The next time, like we we have plans, but the next time it's just I'm allowed to pick. We're totally watching all the subspecies films. There's six or five. seven, five. five, five. Okay, there's five. Not so bad. Four and a half, but five. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Sort of like there's four and a half or three and a half sleepaway camps. No, there's yeah. four and a half now because they did the remake. Yes. Uh, but anyway, anywho, uh, they never took Final Destination to space. They never took Freddy to space. No. Uh, Waxwork went to space in the second one, but only for a segment. Well, but that counts. And it does. But it's also, but yeah, that's part of the jumping of the shark is part of the waxwork gag. That's it, true. You know, yeah. it's, we're going to have some silly shit. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That, oh my God. That, yeah, that brought in aliens, and that is the fourth movie. That's the fourth movie. Oh, fuck. I know. Okay, so Jason goes, Jason goes to space, and it works. Um, Curtis Four is not great. Two no. is two is the best of the series, I, but honestly, here's three and four are just not good. I kind of can't bring myself to hate four. Number one, because of the cast. Number two, the one of the greatest moments of Brad Pitt's entire career is when his character figures out how to get the uh, the station AI to work. Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. For a second, I th- 
What did I say? I heard Brad Pitt. He might oh, not yeah, have said no, that, but I was oh, honestly yeah. like, because DiCaprio is in Critters 3, yes, and I is. was like, what have I missed even further? He, Brad Dourif, like, his eyes light up, and he looks at the little sidekick, and he's like, yeah, like uh, Angela, or whatever the thing is called. Don't show me this. And then the computer starts doing it, and he's like, this is exactly like my goddamn ex-wife. <laughs> It's so good. It's so it's, good. Oh, that's why I, I like. Like, like, there's another like Brad Pitt. Brad Dourif. I did say Brad Pitt. Probably. Okay. Brad Dourif okay. is so good in that movie. He's like um, the part where uh, Eric Duray gets it. Which anytime Leo dies in anything, it's yeah. just beautiful. But uh, he's like he's on the intercom. He's like, uh, you know those little carnivorous creatures that you don't believe in? Well, they appear to be swarming on your location right now. If you want to get out of there, <laughs> but it's terrible. It's not a good movie. There are bits, but there it's not a good movie. Honestly, two is the only one I would really call a good movie. Yeah. Well, I've not I've not sat and watched two all the way through. I finally watched the first one like all the way through for the first time and I can see why we made all the other ones and yeah, it I, made it, money. It's fun. It, 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 it's it a was fun a movie. quick, it's cheap gremlin Z knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one owns itself more. I can see it's, that. Yeah. I forget who wrote the second one but I remember there being a decent at least one decent writer on it. Uh, I will pull that up. Uh, My money is W.D. Richter. Because <laughs> um, he ends up popping up. I was going through that. Uh, this uh, I, I got this great book all about VHS cover art, and I'm seeing all these movies I never heard of, and on every other one, it's like, oh, and W. D. Richter wrote this. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Is Mick, it W. D. Richter? No. Oh. Uh, Mick Garris and David Twoey. Okay, that's. I mean, one of them. Uh, you're not a fan of. I love Mick Garris, but I don't. But we we gotta be real. <laughs> Okay, so the enthusiasm, appreciation is there. with and like loves horror and uh, he loves horror. He gets things going. I mean, if not, like he is the driving force behind the Masters of Horror show, which mm-hmm. is one of the greatest things that's ever happened. Yeah. His actual movies are not great. I'm not a huge fanboy. I appreciate some of them more than others. I think he was. Hit me with the good ones. Um, I'm gonna. I will keep it to just smirks. That he directed or that he wrote? Yes. Okay, because I thought he was on scripting on uh, it, and that's how he got involved in so much well, of this. Stephen King stuff. It. No, it was Tommy Lee Wallace. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. I could have sworn he directed it. No, I'm pretty sure Tommy Lee Wallace directed it, but Mick Garris did The Stand and... That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like he did did Thinner, which I enjoyed. He did a bunch of the King stuff that I enjoyed, um, even if it's not like... Sleepwalkers as well? Well, yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's like the enthusiasm is there. The love of the material is there, and he gets all these good people to be in the things. Mm But they're usually not good. Like, I don't know how you make any... Like, I haven't seen that uh, full-season version of The Stand yet, so I don't know. Neither have I. I didn't hear great things, but... Medium. Uh, But, like, it's not his fault. I, I don't blame him for him not being able to, you know turn the stand into even an eight hour miniseries. Right. And especially in an era where you could not do as much on TV as you can do now. That said, 
the cast was incredible for that. Yeah, and there are large chunks of that that were great. Yes. <laughs> um, but David Twoey is David. a much smarter writer. Loved it. Is that Twoey? Twoey? Yeah, there's usually even, like, a visual gap. Like, definitely in Pitch Black, there's, like, crates or, like, sections of the ship that are marked 2E. Because that's, that, uh, that's how you say it. Okay, name. good yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. I guess I'd never heard it professionally out loud. Oh, yeah. No, I would... Like, it was, like, IMDb trivia said as, like, the director's name is here visually because it's 2E. And I'm like, oh, that's right. funny. And good to know. I would never have guessed. See, we learn here on this... Amityville podcast. Wow, Mick Harris. Yeah, wrote and directed Critters 2. Mm-hmm. At least co-wrote The Fly 2. Yeah. Frank, yeah, I knew Frank Darabont was in there as well. Yeah. Directed Sleepwalkers. Uh, did not write it. The Fly never watched He wrote space. Hocus Pocus. Oh. Mary's one of them. Um, Stephen King has never taken anything to space, except for Tommy Doctors, and even then, that's just, like, the tag. Mm. Huh. Stephen King in space. Yeah. Not his thing. No, it is not. Like, even the Langoliers are not space. No. That is pretty damn high-concept weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um... I know that there are other franchises that have gone to space. I just... But there was the... Uh, what was it? Dracula 3000? Yeah. Goes to space. I don't know like if that was supposed to be... Like, clearly they're banking on the Dracula 2000 title, but mm. having watched it, because I, I did one triple feature uh, for a Black Awesomeness Month that was uh, Rappers versus Vampires. Okay. Because Coolio is in Dracula 3000. Oh, yeah. Right. And oh, Vampire Vampire in Brooklyn... Uh, no, not that one. I forget what the other... One of them was a movie where DMX was fighting vampires. Uh, but I, I, I can't remember what the uh, the third one was. Mm. But it was fun. Because I mean, rappers versus vampires. Yeah. Oh, I think it was that stupid modern vampires movie. Because, like, the, like the, I, I think... Um, Rod Steiger as Van Helsing enlists a bunch of rappers to fight the vampires and that you ever see that one? No. Casper Van Dien, uh, Natasha Gregson Wagner, uh, Robert Pistorius, uh, El, was it Elwood? Elden, Elden, Elden from, uh, Elden from Pastor, uh, Pastorelli. Pastorelli, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and Kim Cattrall, <laughs> like it's. This real weird, like, Roger Corman-level garbage movie that I saw on HBO one night. Okay. And it's just like, oh, cool, nudity. Oh, vampires. Oh, there's that girl. Where is Giovanni Ribisi? Because they, they, they were in, like, three movies within two years together. Ah, gotcha. It was uh, Lost Highway... Uh, this one doomed romance movie, indie movie type of thing, and uh, who can forget Wes Craven presents Mind Ripper. I did. <laughs> oh boy, you remember that movie now, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. The, is it like in some markets, it's billed as The Hills Have Eyes Three, mm-hmm. which no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, The uh, Hills Have Eyes never went to space. No. There has to be. I, I mean, it's definitely a trope, but it's. I guess it's not as deep a trope. Um, I think enough high-profile ones did it in a row that everyone yeah. started avoiding it like mm-hmm. the plague. 
So that's yeah. a, it's actually not as yeah, it's a much more short lived yeah, short lived trope than But but, but it's maybe known enough to make it back. Yeah, it's known enough for an Amityville movie to go there. At least we think it's gonna go there because this one is uh Polonia. It's Mark Amityville, Polonia. This is our which, fourth entry from Mark Polonia. Is the one who on the regular promises something with a title in the poster and bait and switch like Amityville Island about the possessed shark that's in a minute of the movie if and it's that. really about just nanobots and mind control for and women women, <laughs> women prison yeah um, he also gave us Death House which was the uh, the spider woman yeah and Amityville Exorcism Mm. Which introduced us to our bald priest with the weird hats. Mm-hmm. God, totally I hope he appears in this. He's totally in this one. He's got to be. No, he's like I was looking at it on the IMDb, and that's like one of the picture production stills. Oh, excellent! It's like, of course, he's in this. This is Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? Uh, yeah, as yeah. in uh, Stockholm, Finland. <laughs> We've just gotten through the Christmas season, so we may still be quoting Die Hard a fair amount. I mean, it's Die Hard. It's so good. Okay, well, what's that? Uh, Okay, so Die Hard never went to space. No. Or, excuse me, Die Hard has not gone to space yet. Yeah. But what are the Die Hards in space? Uh, Well, Armageddon, in a way. It's more of a Die Hard... Four in space. It's too much of a team. It's too much of a team. team. Lockout. That's Die Hard in space. Um, and also Escape from New York. John Carpenter sued that movie. Yeah. Rightly so. He's not wrong. Yeah. And there are plenty of movies he could have sued if he knew that he didn't have baked in DNA of other movies in his. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of movies that you could say are Assault on Precinct 13, but he flat out admits Assault on Precinct 13 is Rio Bravo. Yeah. So. Yeah. And weirdly, Ghosts of Mars. Is per, was originally written to be Escape from Mars. Ah. And when rights didn't get cleared or budget wasn't raised or whatnot, it was rewritten to remove Snake Plissken. But that's that was supposed to be the third one. Oh, shit. And so technically that did go to space in a way. Um, but even then, it's less of an escape movie and more of a Rio Bravo take. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Nobody can afford the special effects to do space. Yeah. Which is why, like, it's the uh, the old trope from uh, Star Trek. No matter how much of a beating the Enterprise gets, thankfully, the artificial gravity has not been damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it never does. Well, you think space movie, we don't need to secure locations. We can film in the desert, and we can film in a warehouse. Yeah. I always love how, like, like on a similar thing, like a submarine, like how you do a submarine movie on the cheap is you uh, film someplace that has a really elaborate boiler room. Yeah. Because that can, you can pretend that that's like the submarine. Mm-hmm. And Ignore you the fill fact it with that, blue light, no matter exactly. what you would actually use underwater. Yeah. Like people, people don't need the ambience of I'm at the bottom of the ocean to tell them that at the bottom of the ocean, you could probably have a nice, colorful reading lamp in a yeah, submarine. Exactly. You can. 
paint things nicely. It's like when you look at old Roman state statues and everyone assumes that they were always just all white marble. They used to paint them all the time. They yeah, just stopped gotta, doing it at some point. You gotta touch it up, baby. Yeah. I would love to see like little like plastic figurines of classic statues that you can just hand paint your own like I'm sure they have. They have to have those out there. They have everything out there. If not, if anyone wants to kickstart that, just um, give me a shout out. Resident Evil did not go to space. Hmm? Resident Evil did not go to space. That's surprising. It is. Like in terms of like the setting up and then not paying off things. That that was that would have been right up their alley. Yeah. Like, Transformers 4, Age of Extinction, ends with uh, Optimus Prime literally rocketing off into space with his jet feet, which he had the entire movie, but uh-huh. never used. He He's never had it the whole them. franchise. No, man. not the whole franchise, but this whole movie, he had them. And, like, I was watching it with my buddy, and he was just like, he had them the whole goddamn... Like, he nearly, like, broke something. It was amazing. But yeah. then, uh, it does go... Like, number five does have, like, at least 20 minutes in space before Cybertron comes to Earth. So, yeah, get around that. In a Moonfall-esque tale of revenge I got I got man I cannot make heads or tails of that fifth one oh I, and I'm a fan but dear god it just makes my head hurt thinking about it but what else needs to go to space uh, well the Avengers went to space oh yeah like not just the Guardians of the Galaxy but with uh, Infinity War and Endgame the Avengers yeah. go to space but yeah because I guess we haven't talked about like I mean outside of horror yeah. I was just mainly thinking horror just like there's the weird trend since again we just got their Christmas of comedy franchises going to Christmas oh! Fast and the Furious goes to space in number 9 that's right Fast Jesus. and the Furious space goes which that's yeah. our thesis Fast and the Furious the first film yep. was based on an investigative report for, I believe, Vibe magazine mm-hmm. and has the credit based on a true story. Because it was. So, transitive properties being what they are, you can argue that when Fast and the Furious went to space, they were still legally allowed to say based on a true, on story. A true story. And I think that's beautiful. I They don't do that. No, they don't. But they legally are they allowed to. And they should have. I think that that would be wonderful. Okay. Now I'm ready. Let's watch this terrible let's, space let's do movie. This. On right. Tubi. We're back on Tubi. Yay! I don't have to rent this thing. This is going to be so exciting. See you in a minute. Folks at home, I, I've rarely seen Patrick so reticent to finish the episode. Like, we've already finished we, we finished the movie about, like, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. And Patrick has been finding excuse after excuse not to actually just finish recording the thing, which would end our experience of I know. Amityville in space. But just needed, I guess, needed to get my head away from it for a second. <laughs> um... And there's not a lot of it there. This is going to be, like, one of the best examples of there is five minutes worth of plot that we have to vamp about for about 40 minutes. That's the thing is, it might be thin on plot, but there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty to talk about. Um, I guess let's just 
hop into the beginning. Oh. Um, there is a news report. There is a news report at there's a goings on at the Amityville house. The Amityville house? Yes, that Amityville house mm-hmm. from and that I, old story. Yeah, and it looks like the Amityville house. This is uh, using some really good clip art. Yeah, Polonia is one of the ones that does at least have it look like the Amityville house. He's not photoshopping Amityville windows onto a truck stop or you yeah. know. Um, well, we had all the signage in uh, Am- the Amityville, Texas one. Right, yeah. That kind of thing. It's just like, it's supposed to be the Amityville house this time around. Not just like, oh, there's a weird thing happening in Amityville. Here it is, the Amityville house. Yeah. It was very, shut up, people at home. It was really nice for us to see the house. It's an old friend that we worried yeah. wasn't coming back to this when um, It's not for a while. It's like when Vin Diesel showed up at the tail end of Tokyo Drift and you were like, I don't know if this really counts as a Fast and Furious. Nope, there's Vin. No, but this, this don't, was... Don't, don't try to like get us off topic and not have to watch and talk about this movie by like uh, appealing to my unabashed and unexplainable love of the Fast and the Furious films. But this one put puts Vin Diesel at the front of the movie. That's a good point. Much like most of the other <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies. Where is the Fast and the Furious movie set in Amityville, New York? Oh. Mm. The car would be... Or the, the, the house would be... Would, like, sprout wheels. We're not far off from one or the other franchises just going ahead and doing it. Agreed. I mean, first off, we should make it. But... I don't think we have the budget to do the kind of car stunts that they do. No. Um, But (laughs) if somehow the possession of the Amityville house was moved to an RV, you could do a Fast and Furious Amityville. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. So anyway, the house is glowing. Yeah. Reporters have gathered um, because... Reporter. Oh, a reporter (laughs) has gathered... In the snow with uh, just some other folks to report on the ongoing, long-running situation at this house that has been evil for years, but is now finally going to be exorcised. Yeah. Like Father Benna uh, from Amityville Exorcism uh, has finally come to to get rid of the evil once mm-hmm. and for all and he is wearing his best I'm not bald I'm hip hat mm-hmm. it was on it I don't know if it was the same hat he wore last time but it definitely fit mm-hmm. and worked better oh god it, this one or the, the one last time this one really I feel yeah. like this one was somehow less distracting it also might have been everything else going on that I didn't notice I don't know the, like it, he is wearing this hat like he takes it off once or twice but he's wearing this hat in every single scene he's in including scenes where he's like in a ship's medical bay unconscious Mm -hmm. it's I I feel like the hats fit to his head it can best be described as if you've ever had Playmobil figures Mm, yeah 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 Yeah, the hat or hair on one of those yeah that makes sense it pops on very snugly firmly and will not move or come off no it will not which that is the goal because Jeff the actor Jeff Kirkendall is bald on top and has long hair on the in the back yep he is doing the skullet and 
man, that looks still it's still a great look. It's a <laughs> it's a look one commits to, but the weird thing is one usually commits to that look with a hat as part of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. And you know what that okay, this is what this hat is essentially like not only the type of hat, but works as well as Paul Shear's character on the league wearing the hats. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is the exact yeah. same reason and the exact same success. So Father Father Benna, I could have sworn it was Brenna in the beginning. It was my notes had Benna at the beginning. That's fair. That's fair. But we also know that the subtitles on some of these are inconsistent. Music too loud. <laughs> Damn you, Amityville Asylum. <laughs> so, Father Benna has come to exercise the demons, and uh, he goes in, and things start going really, really crazy, like, so much so that, like, the reporters outside, the uh, the cameraman for the the, the news lady just gives, throws the camera at her and runs off. Yeah. We do still get, um, air quote, news POV from a character after that. Yeah. Uh, because the news footage is very clearly defined, not with a lower third and the reporter name or things that you would find on news broadcast. No. So much as the blinking red dot next to the word REC in the one corner and in the bottom right corner I believe a a little logo of a VHS tape. Awesome. Yeah. Just perfect. This movie that is shot on digital video uh, featuring modern reporters still put the VHS logo on the footage I have to think he's fucking with us I really like I don't I'm not saying that there's like some you know Andy Kaufman level of skill going on Mm -hmm. but I really think in a lot of these instances he's fucking with us more of those later yeah and throughout so Father Benna with his little uh, squeezed bottle of holy water and a beautifully lacquered uh, cross goes to confront the evil glowing eyes that are in the living room of the house. And we have just the most watered down. I, like, it would have been better if he had just copied verbatim what they say in The Exorcism. Or The Exorcist, rather. You know? Yeah. Just like the the right, or just like half-ass it. But it's all just like, I think this is what they said in that movie that one time? Mm-hmm. This is the Klaatu Verraten. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Uh, this is, you're not off book. And that book is the Bible. It's the Bible. And you're a priest. For real. Uh, and this would have been really boring and terrible, except for the fact that the demon manages to twist Father Benna's hand off. Uh-huh. Like, literally, like, he starts, like, putting, like, telekinesis, using telekinetic powers to twist the cross around, and uh, Father Benna won't let go of it or can't let go of it, and then eventually his arm, his hand just pops off. It just, well, it starts spinning at first, like, yeah. I mean, like a rubber hand on a drill. <laughs> eerily like a rubber hand on a drill. Yeah. And Oh, I see what you said. Yeah. Yeah, And then, uh, yeah, it just, it hits the ground and uh, becomes an evil two homage for the rest of the movie. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Uh, Father Bennett does not die right then and there. 
No, and the demon that he's fighting is obviously also well and good, as is evidenced by, as the subtitles keep saying, it's laugh with bass. Yeah, <laughs> bass-filled um, laughter. Or yeah, bass-filled laughter, and while I could hear the... <laughs> all I could think of in my head was the demon laughing to the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> Oh no! It's but kind of yeah. I can see that. Um, it's, a lot of watching these movies are the parts you fill in your own head, making the joy. Well, again, you gotta be creative there, there, to enjoy terrible movies. Yeah, because the people that made them aren't. Yeah, it's you know what? Half the work is on us, the audience, Fair enough. and that's Fair in enough. any form of entertainment. Well, luckily we didn't have to spend money on this one. Yeah. So. Um, the priest had managed to uh, say that he, the power of Christ, will remove uh, the evil from this play from uh, from here in both spirit and place, mm-hmm. and this makes the whole house lift up off of the ground and then just kind of Doctor Who out of here. Yeah, and um, they he they use a video transition of an image of the house in the shot to kind of suck into a middle portal over top of an image of the house not in the shot. Yeah. Sort of kind of going for like an 80s prom video toaster montage version of the house disappearing in Poltergeist. Yes. But it's great because, like, the background gets pulled along with it. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole image gets sucked in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just... just, Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And and there is... There's some green screeny stuff. There's some overlays, like the glowing eyes and all that. All of these special effects on screen, not a penny left off camera, um, to the point where... Sequence to sequence, you can see places they cut things for budgetary reasons they couldn't pull off so that they could get the big effects like this. Mm. I have a note that um, before his hand fell off, <laughs> a classic, a classic, classic example of in a movie, show, don't tell. Yeah. If you can't show it, you do have to leave it to the imagination, and sometimes it works that way. But this, the thing that I was shocked that they cut around because they couldn't afford to or couldn't pull off filming, did you see that door just shut itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was when the priest goes in by yeah. himself. Yeah, he goes in, in the house, you hear the door close, and then outside it cuts to them saying, did you see the door just shut? Because apparently that was too complex a yep. thing to get on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, and the, and this is why it took 40 minutes. This, and then you had the terrible, or I had the terrible moment where the reporter says, what the hell is going on in there? And then I say in response, hell is exactly what's going on in there. And before I finish saying it, one of the two police officers on the scene says, hell is going on in there. And I was like, fuck, are you fucking, like... Mm-hmm. And you didn't even see the look on the other cop's face was that he was also about to say Yeah! It. It's just like, God damn it! Am I that creatively bankrupt? I mean, more so than being a white guy with a podcast about movies. Who am I to ask? That's a good point. Well, man. So the thing zips off into space, and we finally get the title card. Amityville in space. And then we get like a good five minutes of, you know, iMovie credits. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, which eases its way into here's the cast and crew. Yeah. Um, so once we've gotten all the names of the actors, they separately show us each character, character name, brief description. This is in the year 3015. This is the crew of the Wyoming 277. Mm-hmm. Two, um, was it 227? No. 227. Yeah, it was the... It was, it was, it was the it was, Wyoming 227. And there was no and Jack A? Like, no, not even a no, cameo? No Marla Gibbs oh, in space. This is, this is a missed opportunity. Look, sitcoms have gone to space before. I would assume. Gilligan's Planet was the cartoon... Ex- Expansion of Gilligan's Island. Sure. Um, Urkel, Urkel had to have gone Urkel, in space. The, the entire last season, they're traveling through time. You are kidding me. Time and space. It's Urkel and Carl. the dad, Carl, somehow gets sucked into a time vortex. And if... I, I, unless it was a fever dream and I'm operating uh-huh. under a lie, I'm pretty sure that whole last season was them literally just jumping through time and space having adventures. It was that sort of like what Mick amazing, and uh, what Mork and Mindy threatened to do, because mm. they they started doing that for the last season, and I believe I'm pretty sure Mork and Mindy ended with the two of them lost in time, and you know also in real life. But yeah, <laughs> but anywho, uh, Urkel Potts aside, there is a robot on the ship, Vox. Yeah, we have Captain Halstead, Doctor Nermi, Vox the robot. Jacowitz, the uh, are the the armaments, the weapons guy, yeah. and Maitland, the maintenance guy. Yeah, that just they are all in what appears to be the same generic office building that they filmed Amityville Shark, Amityville yeah. Island in. Yeah, because they even have like the same setup with this like one room with all just, uh, you know, here's our computer here. box. Yeah, facades with a, with this weird mirror sheeting on everything, which is great. Between like the, there's the room with all the mirror sheeting, and then there's Vox, who is just a dude in a thermal jumpsuit, uh-huh. like like a heat resistant thermal jumpsuit, or with like, this mirror dome face, and so yeah, like a, com- a Cobra Commander type, exactly. Yeah, faceplate. It's just everything is reflective surfaces for yeah. an amateur filmmaker. Uh huh. I don't care if he's made 50,000 movies and has made money. These if are you're still films. visible on the, in the surfaces of your film, including you've put a character in your movie that almost invariably is showing the crew in yeah. every shot it's in. Yep. You know, you don't have to shoot him straight on every time. Well, no. Sometimes they turn his face, but unfortunately, it's a domed mirror. Yeah. It's, it's basically catching the fisheye lens of the entire fucking crew every time. Every time. Con- oh, so consistently. To the point, I some I think he might be fucking with us sometimes. I don't think he's fucking with us. I'm, not, I'm just not ruling it out. That's fair. It's just... I'm so much more scared of him if he's if he's not fucking or if he is fucking with. I think it's a 50-50 like I think he knows there are going to be assholes like us with podcasts like this. Yeah. They're going to be talking trash and if we're talking trash and it's something that he did on purpose, he gets the last laugh on it to which point points. Kudos. I don't know we what the situation stop, is. We have to stop the podcast. It's the only way to be free. It'll never happen. It will never It'll happen. find us. It'll find it, us. It found us. We went to pull the movie up and found two more. There's like five that we have to do now. 
Like, we were always going to have to do them, but now it's like, man, seeing them all together. We discovered that uh, there's an Amityville Christmas Vacation. Yep. And an Amityville Scarecrow 2 finally finally came out. out. Ugh. So, so so we're still at the beginning. Like the, we, uh, we're just setting yeah, up the movie. Yeah, yeah. The uh, mission of the Wyoming two two seven is to locate and destroy quote unquote rogue black holes. <laughs> okay, you just say black holes. Yeah, I mean, they're I, they're, they're all antagonistic to life. I mean, right? They are really the rogue. Yeah, they are basically pockets of the universe returning down to the condensed original form of the universe. It's the yeah. regathering of all matter expanded through the Big Bang. Yeah. That's too much to know for this movie because it does not science. Rogue black holes. Rogue black holes. Rogue black holes. These are black holes that unfortunately had their badge and their gun confiscated and are <laughs> off the case and are out there trying to solve the universe on their own time. Just give me 48 millennia to solve, uh, to crack this case. Oh, God. So, yeah, they, um, they go around the universe... Nuking, nuking these black holes. That's that's how they destroy them. Is they send um, like an honest to good goodness rocket missile thingy. Uh huh. Like they keep cutting to the uh, where the the missiles are, and it's this shot of a launch pad that's supposed to be a part of this ship. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, some sort of porthole or, like, Michelagos. Like, right. Some sort of tube, some it, sort of... It looks know. like Cape Canaveral on this ship. Yeah. Except and it launches up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the rocket itself, um, by its, it like, design fins. and its paint job... It has fins. It has They're fins. And it's a white rocket with red checkering on it. It looks like a Bob's Big Boy toy. Yes. But... You don't, you don't need the fins in space, I don't think. No, no. Because there's no air. For the aerodynamics of it? Yes. Yeah. That's why the Borg are such a beautiful design. <sighs> the Borg. We could have watched Star Trek. We could have, but if it was going to be that la- it was going to be Nemesis, I'd still rather this. A lot of people shit on Nemesis. I kind of like Nemesis. Oh, I do not. Oh. Did you like Wrath of Khan? Very much so. I mean... Just because they're it's two... It's the same exact movie. Except once it was done really well, and once oh. it was not. But, but one of them has Tom Hardy. Okay. And a blink and you'll miss it Wesley Crusher appearance. I don't know what argument you're making here. Ron, Ron Perlman. <laughs> I'm making an argument for why I have it on DVD underneath here. I mean, the binder is underneath it. Gotcha. Un- uh, I, as a collector, I understand owning things you don't necessarily like. I really like Nemesis. But <laughs> I don't. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I knew. It's honestly probably... I've just always been curious. Like, people have, a, like, a real... Like, like ba- or a, a real passionate response of disliking that movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, 
whenever I bring up, whenever I talk to people about insurrection, it's just like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, oh, it, both of them are terrible. Insurrection is like legit bad from start to finish. Honestly, First Contact is the only good next gen movie. Yes, technically. Yeah. Because, I mean, we like Generations, mm. but it's not good. It's not good, and I don't think I like it anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just, like, whatever charm it had back in the day, I realized was mostly begrudging and ironic. Yeah, that's fair. I just don't like it. Fair. Yeah. First Contact. First Contact's great. Oh, First Contact. Anyway, we could have been doing that. So this movie, like, you can tell, like... They had, like, an inspiration wheel, like, a little wheel on a dial mm. of all the things that they were pulling from. And they would just, like, okay, what's this scene going to be about? And they would spin the wheel. Yeah. And it would, like, keep going between, like, okay, we're doing Star Trek. Oh, no, we're doing Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot no, of we're Event doing Horizon Star Wars. Movie. A lot of yeah. Evil Dead in the movie. A lot of Evil Dead in the movie. Um, real quick, they... Because I don't think it'll come back up. Nuking... Black holes. Nuking black holes. We're going to nuke it. Nuking the black hole back to the Stone Age. (laughs) Splitting an atom as a way to destroy what is a giant nuclear furnace in its relaxed state. Mm -hmm. Like a normal star. Nuking it would basically be just... That, it's literally you, you, the opening of Superman 4 is you, he throws all of the nukes into our normal non-black hole sun yeah won't you come and there we go you had to say it I know so. I know you know, it's, uh, um, button on that I just yeah. sorry I no it, it's like it's like applying a topical cream to it like a moisturizing cream to something it's not even it's, like an it's ointment a, it's, it's just, applying a, it's applying a moisturizer to somebody who's sweating too much yeah, yeah. this movie's dumb <laughs> but luckily the production value and the performances of the actors make it very intriguing and not horrible yeah. They're, none of these I, I'm sure all of these are nice people but they're all uniformly bad in this movie actually no the uh, the the Admiral Tice or the girl the woman that's uh, on uh, the space the station conquer screen lady yeah, yeah 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 she's kind of funny but not a lot <laughs> This movie stuck. We haven't gotten into where the movie gets ridiculous, by the way. No, because it's just... So they find a black hole as they're wanting. Which they're looking for, and the black hole is um, is not your modern, like, interstellar-looking... Looks like a weird aerodynamics test. Yeah. Um, it's not your Event Horizon style one. No. Uh, this is going back to your classic computer model opening credits of the black hole from Disney. Yeah, it's just a funnel. A funnel. Yeah, it's, it's just a funnel in space. The funnel works in one direction. It's yeah, space funnel. Space funnel. Better title. So they find the black hole. And this is the, they only have one more missile left, or I forget, they had, they had a they term had for it. One or two. No, they only have the one. They so just have like, the this one. This is the one, yeah. and then we get to go home for, you know, R&R and a bonus, mm-hmm. because our they, in Alien, they talked about bonuses, and so mm-hmm. we should talk about bonuses. That's a space thing people will recognize. Exactly. Uh, they get to the black hole, and wouldn't you know it, the Amityville house gets spat out of the black hole. 
in space. Well, this this is shocking. They don't know what kind of space debris this might be. This is unrecognizable because 3015. 3015. Um, I know I would not recognize what a hut from a thousand years ago looks like. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Like um, a little lean-to or a tent. No idea. Yeah. This is so far, so far in a concept. Right. I would, I mean, I'm not asking them to have recognized, like, the styling of the house. Yeah. Oh, this looks like it was, like, mid-1960s construction. Well, it's just, it's it's literally, it's an intact house floating in space. They have a robot, too. Like, yeah. so even if the human ca- ca- like crew members don't know what it is, it's like, this is when you have the robots say what it is. Yeah, it's like, I am full of information. Yeah. Some of it might not necessarily be tied to the mission. For example, what a house is. What a house is. And this is after, of course, the obligatory Maitland uh, giving shit to Vox because he's just a robot and knows logic and percentages. Mm-hmm. And it gets on my nerves. Oh, I'll tell you one statistic. 100% of the time, you're a pain in my ASS. Whew. Um, this is only 60... Was six, no, 75 minutes. 75 minutes. We're about five in, maybe 10. I'm so happy that least that like we're getting back into the normal run times again that like yeah. X and Karen it's like it's boring and it's 90 minutes what are we doing mm-hmm. like almost two hours on the one yeah so so anyway, we have to check out this debris before we can blow it up yeah now as they're looking to check the debris something mysterious and strange appears in space right uh no, we did not jump around because next to the spaceship, the black hole, and the Amityville house mm-hmm. appears a giant space pentagram. Yep. And they keep going back to the shot, and it's almost it almost looks like a uh, you know a mall map. Yeah. You know, just like here are the things. A, a malmanac. A malmanac. Uh, just like a map you would see, like a directory in uh, showing you where all the stores are and where you are. It's, or no, it's more like an amusement park map where it's right. like, oh, here, yeah. here is our spaceship. Here is our Amityville mm. house. Here is our black hole. Avoid that. Yeah. And here's here is our co- pentagram. Here is our five-pointed star in antagonism to the Lord God. Which features our food court rest. Restaurants and, of course, you know, guest facilities. How do you think we can generate all of the dark evil that we will need to confront the uh, the Lord of Hosts without the food court? Well, yeah. That's where all the dark matter is created. <laughs> Why do you think all the food's like that? Oh, It's a poop joke, Patrick. I'm talking about how food court food makes you poop poorly. You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. Mm. I miss food court food. Yeah. Like, I can still do, like, the Panda Express, I think, technically, but it's still iffy. Well, Panda Express and P.F. Chang's are more or less the same exact restaurant, just in a different uh, counter setup. See, this is why, like, and yet somehow I enjoy it more as a Panda Express. Yeah. But people have their daily. I think they've differentiated the menus a little bit over the years, but literally for a stretch, it was the same food from the same parent corporation. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But I miss. 
the baked potato places that they had at the malls. And not all malls had them, but I know a lot of the malls around here, White Marsh, Hunt Valley, Golden Ring, you'd have the great potato or one potato too, but it was just, you could get a giant baked potato for like five bucks loaded with whatever you wanted. I need that. Potatoes are gluten free. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I mean, I, I would kill myself. I was just like, well, we're done. This is it. Oh, yeah. This is, I can't eat potatoes anymore. Well, I don't see anything getting worthwhile. Oh, if I was told I couldn't eat potatoes anymore, I'd, I'd be... Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I'd be Thelma and Louise and myself over the Grand Canyon with a convertible full of spuds. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't even be like an active suicide. I would just starve to death. I would waste away to nothing. Okay. But then I would I would myself. I would probably binge on them being told you can't eat. I'm like, well, then that's all I'm eating. And, you know, just... Eat, I, I'm leaving Las Vegas myself, but with potatoes. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like some sort of weird Idaho version of it. <laughs> leaving Boise. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get around to making some of these short films. Oh, man. Leaving Boise. Baby. <laughs> I'm going to eat potatoes until I die. I'm picturing this scene where I'm just, like, going along a buffet line of, like, all gratin and mashed and fries. Scallops. And thinking about having to do it in one take. And at the end of the take saying, let me have a soda, then let's get a safety. Yeah, I got one more in me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So we have to find out if there's any life or no we're reading life forms inside the space debris that's in the shape of the Amityville house and so we transport over to there and oh look at all like the little I don't understand what this is because it's a thousand years old I don't understand what this chair is why Mm -hmm. is it rocking yeah Vox the robot does the most Oh, right, Vox goes over. It was first. Vox yeah. Exp- yeah, scanning everything, and Vox being a robot, not understanding it, and then the people back on the ship not recognizing it. We get, like, three layers of the Balky Bartokimus. But in a bad way. I always want Balky. Oh, right, and then we get the... Uh I, I like early Balky, but by like the third or fourth season, he's just being willfully ignorant. Yeah, because this television show. You're a fish in water now. You've lived in the city longer than other characters in this show. I kind of appreciated that sort of thing. Or like not, in, I guess not New York. In like Not Quite Human 3, Jay Underwood was essentially, like he was a nerdy person mm-hmm. as Chip, but he was a person at this point. Because yeah. like after a while, you just start picking up on it. Yeah, well, I think in the books he, the character evolved anyway. So. Probably, yeah. probably. So, uh, like Jacobitz wants to nuke the either the black hole or the Amityville house, like right off the bat, and then the captain. Not the pentagram, though. No. Well, you know the the yeah, not the pentagram, and then the captain says, "No, hold off. We need, may need that. We may need you here in case we need to launch a retaliatory strike on the pentagram." Yeah. Pentagram that has not so far announced its presence other than being there, has not sent any mission, has not communicated or flexed whatsoever. It didn't even make it's a s- pentagram. Yeah, it hasn't even made that goddamn awful V'ger baseline thing. Right. It's just a pentagram pop Okay, better or worse than Star Trek The Motion Picture? Be honest. 
Um, I I like the director's cut of the first one. Um, theatrical cut, complete mess. I've softened on the movie because the director's cut and like finishing a lot of the effects and kind of getting some. I've warmed to it, that it's one. A, so that's 50-50. Yeah. This movie or that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, lean, I'd lean Trek 1 over this. Fair enough. Fair enough. The, um, so Vox goes over and he sees... We, we finally get like a humanoid manifestation of these eye, these glowing eyes that they've had in at least two, if not three of these Amity... The oh, it's an effect that bills. he has. So yeah, yeah he's used it. He, uh, it's just this dude in a ninja outfit with like a mask under, like a monster mask underneath yeah. it. And Not like a custom design, but like this no. was a purchase. Do you think like the lower half of that mask has to be ruined in some sort of way? Other like other or is it just or or is he wearing like the scarf over top of the the mouth just because they couldn't figure out a way to and uh, to articulate the jaws? Or? I'm gonna go with that combined with making it not in 100 percent off the shelf movie monster. Yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, he looks cheap as fuck, and he destroys Vox at this point. Yeah, yeah, like Vox is out of the picture. Or he's there, but he's not. Just moving. destroyed, yeah. yeah. Like, um, a fa- hand on his face, the screen goes to static. Yeah, yeah. And then... Because they still have static in the year 3015. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Nermi, uh, who is... Doc- Dr. Dr. Nermi. Dr. Nermi. Uh, who may who has psychic tendencies? Kind sort of, of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dial landed on Next Generation at that point. Yeah. So. Um, so wandering along senses an evil presence then a pentagram was not a clue no this was separate Uh, she's walking down a hallway saying out loud she senses an evil there's a presence here there's something bad at which point a rake or broom some sort of a stick falls in front of her and scares her yeah and then tentacles pop out of somewhere. Yeah. Now, she's... The whole... When I say hallway, anytime anybody's in a hallway in this movie, they are green-screened over a hallway background. So it's literally this person standing in front of a green screen and a broomstick just also green-screen drops in front of her. Like, there's yeah. nothing that works about it. I I kind of wanted to give... Uh, like, I kind of appreciated the green-screen hallways. Like they're the backgrounds, like they're they're compositing on top of it, like a much better spaceship looking thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a, kind of a clever way to do that on a budget. I yes, overall. But, but you I'm know, sorry, like yeah. a, a the to call it, I mean a cat gag, you know. Oh yeah. Oh no, the right. rake falling thing or the it's, whatever yeah, the broom falling, falling. That was terrible. But the, yeah. the actual hallways, which are a thing throughout the whole movie, I kind of appreciated how they were doing that. Right. In this terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> so. So yeah, she gets past these this terrifying broom. And then tentacles. And then tentacles, like full on, like anti tentacles pop. Yeah. Out. Uh, well, no suckers on them. It was no, more point. just, um, it looks like 10-foot-long socks filled with, like, cotton and rolled socks. Maybe a um, hose. 
Yeah. Like a rubber hose being whacked yeah. around. But like double whipped. It was two tentacles being kind of whipped like that uh, that training exercise yeah. thing that people yeah. are all into, and I don't know what it's called, but you see it's with the rope. It's when when you're like whipping the ropes. Around. Yeah, you just like you got two ropes and you're just making waves with both of them, and it's supposed to do a something healthy. I think it works your back muscles. Okay. I would assume. It looks silly to me, and I'm not big on exercise in the first place. That's fair. I appreciate it. Sure, sure. It's not my, it's not my speed. I feel like the rope thing makes more sense than the uh, the uh, the tire flipping thing. Even though oh, the tire yeah. flipping thing, I understand what it's doing. It's just, you sure you can't just do that with the weights? Like, this seems mm-hmm. silly. And yeah. Or you're trying to make yourself feel cool. But, anyway. So, so she yeah, gets, she's attacked she gets by, scared. Yeah, attacked by a tentacle monster. The way that they talk about it afterwards, it seems like they did not want to imply full hentai. Yeah, and also they didn't want to ever return to this because it gets mentioned barely, and then it, at that moment, and it's never returned. It's never like a, another. They never do the gag again. Yeah, that is literally the only appearance of the tentacles. Oh yeah, no, it's bizarre. Huh. <laughs> but so then Dr. Nermi and Captain Halstead go to the house to see what happened to Vox and they find Father Benna who is still somehow alive and is missing a hand and when, is we he say, when we say missing a hand we mean that at the end of his right arm is a uh, what appears to be like a small pla- black plastic bag r- poorly wrapped with a medical bandage in the shape of a hand. Mm-hmm. It looks like he burned his hand on the stove. He's wearing an oven mitt. Yeah. And they keep acting like he doesn't have a hand. They're doing all this green screen work. As you pointed out, they could have put a green glove on him and he would have been missing his hand. Yeah. Just fine, most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene He's where... He's in long sleeves. <laughs> yeah. And he never pulls it up the sleeve. Nope. There's a scene where he's praying. And his air quote missing hand is clasped around his their hand. Yeah. This movie stunk. The the hand is still in the Amityville house. Like, I'd say running around, but you never actually see it move. It just kind of appears on things. Yeah. And the, the actors sometimes puppet it, as in, like, the hand is on somebody's face and they're trying to pull it off, but really, you know, they're yeah. holding it on. Hey, I hey. play acting it, but this uh, podcasts are not a visual medium. Mm-hmm. There's, in the final act, um, Dr. Nermi even says at one point, something's wrong. Long hand, like, and then holding the hand smacks it into her face. <laughs> Just use the off camera, your yeah. off camera arm to do it. Right. But literally, like, she's clearly holding this fake hand. Something's wrong, smack. Yeah. Like, um, like Ted Stryker saying, I have a drinking problem. Yes. That fast of, yeah. Just something's wrong. Uh, it's funny because, like, yeah, it's so good. Then terrible. Oh my God. 
It, I, I cackled at that. Yeah, because it was ridiculous. Like, it was... You couldn't have anybody, any of the actors that were not on screen or any of the crew members do it. It had to be her yeah, holding didn't it. Didn't want to risk somebody just throwing the hand at you? No. 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 So... They bring Father Benna back to the Wyoming, and honest to God, they just leave the hat on him. Like he is—he's had this hat on for a thousand years, and he's in the—he's me- in the medical bay, uh, still unconscious, on like a table, and he's got the hat on. It looks so wrong mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Uh, but he wakes up, and it's at this point that we land on Event Horizon again, where we have yeah, him. Just kind my of note was on Eventful Horizon. Hey. hey. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, they do uh, the I'm having a nightmare, everyone's having nightmare visions. Um, this event this horizon. Up, like, like, they literally, they just, yeah, they tried to summarize it. Yeah. This eats up, like, a good ten minutes of the movie and was still less repetitive than Amityville Hex. Yeah, because each individual nightmare was different. Yes. And some of them happened and some of them didn't. Mm -hmm. It's like the one guy shot himself to get the hand off of his head, Yeah, but he's gone from the movie, but then he wasn't. No, that was a dream, I thought. That was a dream? Yeah, because he's in the rest of the movie. That was Jacowitz in his orange uh, Right, suit. that was him. No, he disappears for a stretch. It's because, no, 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 he doesn't disappear. You just, he takes his sunglasses off. Oh, that's right. And so he, oh, God. He, honest to God, he's all, like, not half of his scenes, he's got these ridiculous sunglasses. The other half, he doesn't. And even though he's wearing the exact same outfit in mm-hmm. all of the scenes, it really just reads like a different person yeah. when and, he's got eyeballs. And I want to point out, when you say ridiculous sunglasses, it is as in readily ridiculed. Yep. Not that they are elaborate, not that they're giant and garish, not that they look like some guy in an oversized pickup who has some thoughts for the internet. Mm. Like, these are, you have $2 at the beach. You know you're going to lose these sunglasses in a couple hours. Like, the... The soft rubber Ray-Ban knockoffs mm-hmm. that you can get at Sensations, like the cheapest of cheap sunglasses. How much do you think this movie cost? I <laughs> I don't think it can be put in terms of money. That's fair, because none of the actors were getting paid. I think I think a lot of this movie was made on barter trade and favor, and mm. I mean I I respect and whatever that. on the back end, right? Yeah, that's yeah, I completely respect. Like the f- we're doing this for fun, we're doing this for hobby. Yeah, and readily doing it. That's fair. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. But also fuck this movie. <laughs> so. As always, I've already exhausted all of my notes. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I still have. I think the only, yeah, the only, the last note I have, I think, is tentacles. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, you did throw that down earlier. All right. So they wander the house with a POV filter that Polonia is very fond of. It looks sort of like a lens flare with a bit of motion blur. Yeah. And it basically takes any of the highlights in it and just kind of blows them out at you. That POV shot for a good chunk of wandering the house. You know, like, the movie, like, squanders the best gag that it had 
Because you have... So when Father Bennett finally comes to his senses, uh, he tries to explain to this, the, the Wyoming crew that an ancient, unnameable evil is possessing the house and the entire universe is in danger. They are all from the year 3000, where organized religion appears to not be a thing anymore. And so they have no ability to believe in any of the things he's saying. At the same time, they're trying to explain to him that he has either been asleep or disappeared for a thousand years, and now we are a thousand years in the future, we are galaxies away from Earth, Earth has already, was enveloped in a, in a supernova. That or, happened very, very, very yeah. fast. Don't, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to check the science on that because it's bullshit, but you have like these two completely believable I can't. I can't believe the other person situations. That is a very good like sci-fi concept. Oh, it's one of the core pre- uh, premises of Lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, more, but this one is kind of presented almost more legitimately because it's not just. Well, John Locke, you just gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's your obsession with your personal truth that doesn't allow you to see a bigger truth. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's just, well, the plot's not going to move forward unless one of us agrees. Yeah. And none of them ever really, or they, they finally do towards the end, I think. They all know that things are messed up and we have yeah. to throw everything That's any of us have at it. Yeah. Nobody has come around to the other way of thinking so much as, I've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a better way to put yeah. it. You're right. You're right. Um, as evidence, oddly enough, by right after that sequence, the the line, possibly my favorite line of the movie, I'm going to melt your face off with this laser pistol. Yep. I didn't even jot down what the context was for the statement. Just that somebody with their it was spray painted Nerf gun. Maitland says it to Benna, I think, when he's having his. Uh, mental breakdown or oh. when he's attacking people at first I'll melt your face with this laser laser gun laser pistol laser I'm going pistol. to melt your face off with this laser pistol well it's a pistol that shoots lasers Patrick yeah I think that speaks for itself alright um, he cast the evil in the house as he says in his monologue to the heavens um, which ultimately became a hell and I think they're they, they clumsily dance around all that um, the signs were all there including I guess the giant pentagram floating in space that's, that's a big notice, sign I did notice I didn't want to bring it up right away but I did notice that giant pentagram floating I feel, in space I feel like that's Chekhov's giant pentagram floating in space <laughs> if you introduce it in the first act it's hopefully going to come up again yeah. by the third yeah or uh, the man with two brains if there's any reason I shouldn't marry Kathleen Turner just give me a sign <laughs> everything starts spinning no, no. just any sign anything at all <laughs> that movie is an underrated classic yes I was looking for that on Blu-ray. Um, I don't think it's on Blu-ray, but it was at least as of last month on HBO. Oh, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Uh, oh no, I have it on DVD, but I like. Yeah, I'm still best version. I'm finally it, going through and getting things on Blu-ray, and so now soon I will. 
I have Texas Chainsaw 4 on Blu-ray now. Number 2 is coming in the mail, and I think uh, Soundgarden has a copy of the number 3, but okay. I didn't want to grab 3 until I had secured 2. And yeah. they, the, only, the only copy they had, like, the Scream Factory's been out of print, but I... I, I Bit the just I bit the bullet and just ordered it off of eBay because just to yeah. be real because don't get me wrong there's that 4K edition of Texas Chainsaw 2 but this just 4K seems silly <laughs> for Texas Chainsaw 2 like Fair. it's not wrong like if that's your movie that's your movie I have I have the super duper uh, 4K there's either vinegar or arrow edition of Six String Samurai right which on the one hand is absurd. On the other hand, well, it wasn't even out on Blu-ray yet, so it's like, right. of course, we're getting a big one. But this, like, I want Scream Factory feels more like what I want for Texas Chainsaw movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just they're good with the feature sets. Yeah. Oh no, but no, that's not a disparage. Like, I think it's Arrow has yeah, the 4K Arrow's, for yeah. Texas Chainsaw too. Like, I was looking at it and I was really like trying, going back and forth and because. Uh, like since number two is out of print with Scream, the price mm-hmm. isn't that off. Uh, but it's really uh, I wanted it more of the thinner uh, case size so that okay. it, it'd line up more with the copy I have for one and four. Gotcha. And the one I'll get eventually for three, as opposed to it's like okay, I have three out of four or a normal Blu-ray case, and then you have the super duper four K. It's like having a cardboard book. edition. It's like having middle. a book series in paperback, except one hardcover oh, in the God. middle. It's so annoying. Yeah, man. it's so annoying. Like I'm pretty sure, like a couple of the Incredible Herc. Uh, collections were only in hardcover or only mm-hmm. in softcover, and so there's like two right. that just never well, match. Like, um, the first, what, two or three Gunslinger books were originally put out in softcover first. Oh yeah, yeah. I have like the 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 the, the white spined uh, one through four for the Dark Tower, mm-hmm. and then. Like, I dragged my feet getting five, six, and seven because I thought, well, maybe they'll put them out in that one. And then I finally, like, started doing the research. Like, oh, no, it, this is it. This, yeah. They're never... Well, they'll match at one point, but only, you know, with some other group that's making them. Yeah. Actually, they did make them. And the spines all, like, come together to make, like, a different picture and everything. I'm so tempted to get them, just huh. to rebuy them all over again. But that would be silly. Yeah. Heaven forbid. He, Tom says as he avoids eye contact with all parties. Yeah, you're you're not one to rebuild or rebuy a character or a thing you love. I say, looking at your literal Ghostbusters shelf or your Jason shelf. Oh no, that's Jason and Ash. That's Freddy, Jason and Ash. Freddy, oh, okay, the full trio yeah. from. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I I own Blues Brothers on every mm-hmm. on every medium, so. It's Blues Brothers. Yeah. But like cartridge disc, beta, all of it. Jesus. Got, yeah. Jesus. So. So the movie. <laughs> uh, so Madame Tice, the uh, Command and Conquer um, lady, uh, she gets possessed. She gives some good crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things considered. The demon shows up and crashes, crushes Maitland's hand or throat. or Maitland is screaming, yeah. and the demon is squeezing his hand slowly, and there's a noise that basically it just seems like the demon has arthritis, yeah. and Maitland's got sympathy pain. Mm-hmm. 
But um, then he's dead. And then right? he's dead, but then he's not dead because these were all dreams. Oh, that was the dream. Dreams, right, right, right. But... Oh, right. Like, we're still in the dream sequence. Yeah. They all they they were all just kind of vague. Oh, something kills you, but then you're alive. Yeah. You wake up alive. Um, Which is honestly every single the night. Evil of my devil, join me. So the demon makes some sort of a pun and then says no pun intended, and it's a fucking lie. It was. I don't even. I didn't even write down what the pun was. Yeah. Just that I was angry that you intended that pun. The greatest trick the devil ever played was not covering up a pun that you knew was a little bit cheeky. They do quote that line. They do. Oh, wait, no. No. Well, okay. no, that was in no. the trailer of one of these other things we were watching. Okay. It all runs together. It all runs together. It's all just all... Our lives are the black hole that is Amityville. Yeah. Jesus. Um, scattered annoyances, scattered annoyances. They're told by the now-possessed uh, Madame Tice that their mission is no longer to nuke this last black hole but to save the nuke or whatever and just tow the house back tow the house yeah because it's it, it's probably space worthy right it fall apart it is literally a house oh, by the way a house that they wander in without space suits mm-hmm. because apparently the weather ceiling on the house is absolutely space airtight and uh, generates its own gravity and generates its own gravity <laughs> and still has spirit. power and still, oh god, Patrick, this movie may not have been good. I'm starting to, I'm starting <laughs> to see this. Um, one of the guys is going after the demon, air quote, firing his blaster. But again, show, don't tell. Um, he's firing the blaster when it's a close up of his face. And then it'll cut to a wider shot of him holding it as if he's just fired it because they couldn't afford the effects that they do themselves. I don't don't know. But they they literally never showed him actually fire the blaster. It's all off camera. He's standing there. He'll turn around. He'll look. And then close up of his face. Pew, pew, pew. It did it. Like, that's where you're saving money on this movie. I guess it's not an effect people were necessarily like as locked on to. I don't know. I, 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 I got nothing. Um, like honestly, I I don't even remember the guns being fired because they never show it. They never show it. Yeah. But it's happening. Yeah. And then Maitland, I believe, says one of my other favorite lines from this movie because. If you're writing something and you write a line like this and you're doing your second draft, this should be the first line you cut. And I'm just going to let you guess why at home. All right. This shit is weirder than the other shit. Yeah. That's but It's kind of almost funny. <laughs> All right. Screw, screw the homework. What does that add? Uh, what literally? What does that add to character, plot, situation, anything? Like, what little, does that add to anything? Like a little character color. This shit is weird. Is, is this different. shit is weirder than the other shit? <laughs> Doesn't specify what part of this shit, yeah. which is a lot at the moment. Yes. Or which other shit? Like it's. That's no. I know. It, we it, need you bad. to say something it's here. Bad. It's like yeah. them trying to do like this. This shit just got real, but not understanding but not even, why not even, that like, line works. Yeah, this is this is more hollow a line than 
Have you seen the Paul Giamatti commercials right now with Verizon? The, the Scrooge things? There's Scrooge and now there's Albert Einstein. And you say Scrooge because he's dressed like Scrooge and it's snowing. But what about the commercial is Scrooge? He's complaining about his cell phone bill. What is it about? Uh, it's an old man in a winter setting complaining about something. That's Scrooge. I, I, but he's it's Ebenezer Scrooge. Classic. They don't. They, they may not name him, but that's why it reads. He reads as Scrooge. But they do the exact same thing, except he's dressed like Einstein and he's on a college campus. And again, like well, they make a like, joke where they say they call him Einstein. I okay. say joke in the biggest air quotes, and they make a joke about you should have be smarter about your bill. But it's basically a minute long commercial of why the fuck are you Einstein what about Einstein did somebody make this commercial who has never heard of Albert Einstein but was handed this and just did a quick image search like that's about and same with the screw thing like there is it's so completely hollow and f- pointless I <laughs> so welcome I'm glad you've been listening to our local news editorial this has been Patrick and uh, for thing. anti is it Verizon? I don't even remember. It's Verizon. What, it's Verizon? Yeah. But it's Cecily Strong is in them, right? From Saturday Night Live? Possibly. The, in the Scrooge one? Okay. I honestly was just so completely, what are you doing here about it? That, like, we've watched Amityville movies and had a bigger debate as to whether they actually were Amityville movies. Yeah. Because of how threadbare they are to, like, tied to the original, these commercials fail that test so hard. You watch the Cleos, don't you? No. Come on, it's just it's just us. Don't when worry. I was I've, young, I've turned the recorder off. I've turned the recorder off. It's just us. It's, it's just the on the. I'm sorry, I would never figure it out. You're right. <laughs> I see these Transformers every week and they're never transformed. I know you don't know how to operate mechanical things. I literally transformed one in front of you tonight. Sleight of hand, eh? Clearly, clearly Mm -hmm. sleight of hand. Checking my wallet. Anyway, at some point they decide... the, the, The crew and Father Bennett decide to team up and try to do a thing. I yeah. say a thing because the only thing they can do is try to blow up the house. Yeah. There, there's no... They, oh, there's no plot. They do it's things really, and there's done this in 20 sort of, minutes, this movie. Yeah. There's sort they of could, a montage. We, we no, no. No. We, we can't do anything. Ladies, we don't do anything short or concisely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Updating my profile with that. <laughs> um... Yeah, they basically they they they're going around the ship and doing things that look like montage work, as what sounds like simply having a wonderful Christmas time is about to start up. Just just that it was really bad. that beautiful. No, no. if you were yeah, full, I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> no. that song makes people like suicidal. It's they, not they, a good they song. Did, no, they did studies on it. It's like the song that depresses people more than any other song. They, I, I believe it. They measured that the inverse of that song is Blur's song two in terms of pump you up. 
because that song gets you excited. It truly does. It really does. I got a uh, Blur song too, uh, Connection by Elastica. Well, that's good. I like that song a lot, but that's no Blur song too. It's not, but I would put it in the same wheelhouse. It's definitely, for me, Connection pumps me up. I think that's for you though. But they, they're saying song two works for everybody. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Elastica too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I like that, like, they're going around the Amityville house, placing what are supposed to be explosives, because it's like, we're going to we're gonna use the thermal explosives to blow up the house so we can save the nuke to nuke the black hole. And uh, they keep placing, like, you see them lifting up the little, the, the, the same two props that they have for... Mm-hmm. It's like a garage door opener or yeah. something. They keep placing it, like, on a wall... And then it cuts away before, you know, they move it down from the wall because they haven't bought adhesives or anything to actually Mm -hmm. stick the thing to anything. Which, I appreciated the, like, creative editing. Like, using editing to solve a practical problem. Right. It was... A moment of clever before they use the photon decelerator to move components across a light beam. So... The Dr. Nermi, Captain Halstead, and Father Bennett are on the Amityville house doing this. Uh, Jackowitz, the uh, weapons man, has gone, uh, been possessed, and takes out Maitland, who runs the transporter. And so now our fearless crew is trapped on the Amityville house, except as they're being attacked by what appears to be like the final form of John Carpenter's The Thing, but made out of Play-Doh and hair. Uh, the captain... With a, with a biblically accurate a, amount of angel eyes. That's true. Only their googly eyes. I mean... Angel's got a Google, too. That's true. Uh, the captain remembers that he has a... What was it again? A photon decelerator... Yep, which is uh, which moves components across a light beam. So, Father Benno reacts, uh, saying, "I don't understand what the hell you're saying." And then they try to explain it again. And then finally, they just say, "We can tra- we can transport manually," which I'm also pretty sure is not what they meant. They were trying to say either. None of the words. They can uh, now. They can teleport back without Maitland doing it for them yeah and that's where their paths end (laughs) (laughs) well remember that (laughs) uh, before before that um so they get back and uh jankowitz who is possessed from a communication with madame tice uh they beat him up and knock him out enough that he literally stands up behind them and sneaks off it's really funny (laughs) yeah like he's like, like you pointed out he's Leatherface sneaky. Yeah, he just kind of like he does everything short of like the Hanna Barbera tinkle, 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 tiptoe away gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then do we see him again? I don't believe so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, but they do blow up the house. Yep. And the and but luckily the the evil demon or legion that's what he's credited as the the demon is credited as legion right uh, is already on the ship mm-hmm. and so now yeah. it's up to uh, and also points uh, for a moment or so ago when you correctly grammatically said and they're on the Amityville house instead of in oh, did I really you did <laughs> and that's technically 
It hurt my brain to hear it at first. I'm like, no, that is that it. That's correct in this situation. Oh fuck! Anyway, I, I am a grammar dynamo. <laughs> I am. Shut up. Oh no! I just feel like that's a we, uh, that's a roller derby name that probably has never been used. Or it would be Grandma Dynamo. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so then. Uh, Dr. Ner- okay, so Dr. Nermi and Captain Halstead are trying to figure out how to get the ship out of this situation. Oh, right, Jackowitz sets off, or fires the missile at something. Um, at the is, pentagram. No, because no. I think they redirected at the pentagram, but he was... He fired it because it would only gone... fired it at the black hole. Which they were also going to destroy anyway. Oh, so they, they couldn't wanted, destroy the pentagram. Yeah. And so or they, they wanted, I think he fires it at the black hole, mm-hmm. which prevent, which would have prevented them from firing it at the pentagram, which is what the demon wanted. But then they redirect it towards the pentagram anyway. So there, so ha ha ha. But now the ship is falling into the black hole. Meanwhile, Father Benna uh, has split off from them to take the fight to the demon himself. Right. Which is per your earlier comment, he says uh, the whole time dramatic drumline going through this just basically a drum loop from apple music or whatnot is the score for this it's the poor man's bishop's countdown yeah (laughs) um but he says well i guess this is where our paths end before splitting and you said wait a minute i believe i believe you mean diverge I was not so sure because yeah. we're like, we don't know where this movie's going. It's true. He might have been accurate uh, if not. And I think you're you're more correct than not. Yeah, because their paths, their paths don't have long to go. No. Um, they nuke the pentagram. We did it! Yay, us. Um, except that they still need to get rid of the demons, so the priest traps the demon in the teleporter, which basically looks like the two of them both stuffing into a telephone booth to see who gets to use it first. It was like the very unsexy version of Supernova. Remember that movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I did love... Like, you know me, it... it if you can come up with any plausible reason for the main, the sexy main characters to take their clothes off, I'm on board. That one felt a little contrived. Mm-hmm. If you recall, when they go into hyperspace or whatever, it's like two people have to go into a pod for gravity reasons or else they're going to, you know, turn inside out. Yeah. And so... But then they kind of merge together while they're in the hyperspace and then they come out normal again, except mm-hmm. at the end where it's weird, but... I don't care. Robin Tunney and Angela Bassett were taking their clothes off, so mm-hmm. cool. Angela Bassett was all over this episode. Also, dude, it was like one of the last last gasp of genuinely hot James Spader. People forget that that man was just pure sex before he did like uh, Blacklist and Office and I all mean, that. It, it was like kind of like J- Jimmy. Can I call you Jimmy? Yeah. You can have one or the other. You can go bald. And be thin, or you can be fat and have hair. He went for both. Yeah. It, it's. I miss 80s James Spader. That's all I'm saying. I miss You're 80s. You're missing like less of zero, bad influence. Crash. Hell, even two days in the valley, James Spader was still pretty kicking. 
forgot about that movie. It's I remember it not being in... It's, it's a nothing burger. Yeah. It's like... It, that is the preeminent... Uh, we're trying to do the Quentin Tarantino thing, uh-huh. and we don't understand any of what makes the Tarantino thing work. Right. Yeah. You did get to see Charlize Theron naked, though. She had a fair amount in her early career. I'm just saying, and all of these movies need to be preserved forever. <laughs> That's why we don't throw it away. Even though it's... That movie's... That movie is just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So as they, opposed to this terrible movie that has no nudity. Mm-hmm. Actually, mercifully, has no nudity. Yeah. So they, um, the priest and the demon crammed themselves into the phone booth. Yeah. That's how we got on this supernova. My bad. Yeah. Um, and then they teleport them into deep space yeah where they fly into the hole maybe uh they fly the spaceship into the hole the spaceship gets pulled into the hole because it's having system failures which it could have been that i was just not paying attention but i honestly don't think they explain why the ship can't get away from the black hole it was probably in that word salad of technology that didn't work. Yeah. I feel like they were trying to explain things to us, but none of it, none of it worked. No. Um, it's when you watch a show where the tech guy is messing with somebody who's not a tech guy and purposely using yes. jargon, it felt like that, except that they didn't have the tech guy write that dialogue. Oh, yeah. They think they're being smart. And then the Space Armada shows up, and... There's nothing here, sir. We ain't found shit. Yep. But Um, then Admiral Tice, or whatever her name is... It's Tice. I I forget what her title was, though. uh, Madam Tice. Madam Tice. It's like, don't worry. Everything is going according to plan. And she's got the glowy eyes, because evil never dies. Uh Uh-huh. And so... Oh, and Father Bennett goes to heaven. Yeah. So the evil Amityville's plan to take over the universe may still be... What? I, I... According to the IMDb, Polonia doesn't have another Amityville currently in the works. Gotcha. But... I mean, this if one, they continue, like Father Benna was a continuing character in two of his mo- uh, two of these Amityvilles, the uh, uh, Exorcism, and now this one. If somehow these continue, mm-hmm. like on maybe the same plot, there's like a super deep fast forward, like uh, Amityville, uh, the Planet of a Thousand Planets, or something. Yeah, like some um, real super uh, Amityville Clark. Yeah, like instead of Arthur C. Clark. Yeah, sorry, um, I'm not sorry. Cloud Amityville. Oh, don't do that. I'm just saying, like, there's... I love Cloud Atlas. But don't you think it deserves the Amityville treatment? Yes. Everything, everything deserves the Amityville treatment. Mm-hmm. We're all Amityville now. Yeah. Stop or my Amityville will shoot. Amityville Stone. And <laughs> like rhinestone. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. Or Amityville Amity, Amity, uh, Hawk. <laughs> the the house is singing show yeah. tunes while they're robbing other houses. But they're all public domain show tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Howard the Amityville. 
Amityville Breaking Dawn. <laughs> bring me the head of Amityville Garcia. Ooh, bring me the head of Amityville Garcia. Oh, God. If only Peck and Pop were still alive. <laughs> the taking of Amityville 1, 2, 3. Yes. That's, that's going to happen. That's, that's going to happen. That's it. Um, so there's places to take The bridges this. of Amityville County. Hasn't happened yet. No. But... There hasn't really been a rom-com in this franchise yet. Well, maybe that, that Christmas vacation thing maybe was kind of rom-commy. God help us. And then when there were no Amityville's left to conquer. <laughs> Amityville the Great. <laughs> Re- <laughs> director's cut. Colon. Revisited. Colon. Redux. Colon. Oliver Stone is still fucking around with this movie. You know, every Coke page gives you a different edit. That's probably true. I was at the Best Buy, and there is uh, some sort of 40th anniversary uh, box set of Apocalypse Now, which is like Blade Runner levels. Like, at, there's at least four cuts of the movie. And the 40, so 40th anniversary of which cut? Because that movie was... Don't worry about it anyway. Don't worry all about right, it. All right. So it's got like four, if not five different cuts of the movie and the... Feature-length documentary, which uh, Hearts of Darkness, which if you watch it, it's much more interesting than the film itself. Key or uh, pro tip, everybody: if somebody says the feature-length documentary about a movie is better than the movie itself, not only don't they know anything about anything, they're trying to sound smart. I did say that specifically about that back in middle school. That's different. I was A in middle school, and B, I had just discovered both. Yeah, caveat, this is for a full-grown person. Nobody should ever be held accountable for what they said in grades 6 through 12. I specify 6 through 12 because nobody's paying attention to anything you're saying through pre-K through 5. This is true. Um, But 6 through 12, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. Starting in college is where you can start being held accountable to your thing. And there's still a lot of buffer. Mm -hmm. I will give... There are two movies I believe that the making of is quite specifically more interesting. That said, like Hearts of Darkness is a good movie. It's... But... Overnight, the one about the making of Boondock Saints, because it is so completely not. It's about the making of the movie, yeah. but that's not. You're it not watching a, a making of. It movie. has you're a watching a. It has a different agenda. It's not exactly. It's not a behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, let's celebrate everything that went into this movie. This is a. This is a. What in the fuck? Yeah. This is a. We're trying to help our friends turn into. We're watching somebody's career completely explode with yeah. the helm. It's a fascinating movie, and that's why. Similarly, American movie, which is more famous. The movie that they made did eventually get put out. I think as a special feature on the documentary's disc. That's weird. Well, it's because it was a low budget indie horror movie. They just wanted to follow the making of. And it's a documentary first and foremost, and the fact that that movie got finished and released was sort of a, oh, interesting. Okay. So, like, and it's, it's great. But that's it's not, great. It's not a glorified behind the scenes. And that's that's why these yeah. two are specific carve-outs yeah. that I feel are different. But... Oh, no. Yeah, our pod, behind we're scenes. done. Our podcast is over. You've lost all credibility with me, and we're not going to watch anymore. Months ago. I mean, yeah, but... 
there's like five more of these already. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm on board with all of them and excited to watch them. It's just that we've been putting, like, because of the delay, the techno, tech, technical delays and everything, we had this, we had the next in-between project set up. I've been jonesing to do that for basically five months now. And now we're still at least six weeks Because we had away. the idea during Texas. Yeah, yeah, we had it during then, and it would have been a lot more thematically appropriate if we had started it earlier. <laughs> but we're still doing it. Oh, yeah. We're excited about it. Yeah, yeah. and we've got other franchises we're looking at as well. Yeah, it's just... God damn it, there's like... We didn't two, expect them to make this more, many. Two more popped up in between, the, like, two week, two weeks ago. Yeah. This is a grand total of six or seven that they made in the time it took us to basically watch the Texas Chainsaw movies and a little... It was uh, Hex, Karen, Space, Scarecrow 2, Thanksgiving, Christmas Vacation, and Gas Chamber. So it's seven. That's seven. At least. We may have forgotten. Or not have discovered others. Yeah. We're going to go and do the research. Oh, God, why? Because we love our fans. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, resale value for this was zero for me. I would never watch this again. There was nothing. I'm not fun saying about I would it. never watch it again, but it's definitely not high on my list. It's just there wasn't really anything fun. Like it was supposed to be space, and it's just like this office building and one of the, I would assume Mark Polonia's house. Mm-hmm. You say there was nothing fun in this movie, but I've got to say. I'm gonna melt your face off with this laser melt pistol. Melt your face off with this laser pistol. Oof! Imagine Nicolas Cage saying that line. I'm gonna melt this your face off with my laser pistol. It works. It does. Well, Nicolas Cage makes everything work. That's true. He's in some sort of cowboy movie again. It, it was funny. I was like trying to explain to people that Nicolas Cage is on an upswing, and they're like, "But didn't you make like?" three shitty movies this year and I was like yes but the upswing is that for every three or four bad movies now there's one really good one and for a while there were no good ones mixed mm-hmm. in I don't even know which one would be the bad or the shitty one for this year because um, this Massive cowboy. Talent was brilliant oh it was again yeah. there's a trailer for a cowboy movie that doesn't I, it, gotcha. it's, it's, it's him um, and somebody else I don't know who it is Prisoners of the Ghostland, while insane That's the, I and beautiful, one, yeah. not a good movie, but it's I lo- it, it's fantastic. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, you know what? <laughs> we'll discuss all this. We'll come back with you know our Nicolas Cage finds next week. Thank you all for bearing with us. <laughs> yeah, this is rough. Um, you get to listen to us in the car, hopefully, or at work, so that you get to put Butch- double speed on. I Butcher, guess Butcher's Crossing. Okay. As Nicholas, a frontier epic about an Ivy League dropout as he travels to the Colorado wilderness where he joins a team of buffalo hunters on a journey that puts his life and sanity at risk based on the highly acclaimed novel by John Williams. It's Nicholas Cage, Rachel Keller, Fred Heikinger. Oh, Xander, Ber- Xander Berkeley. Man, oh, nice. when your next most famous person is Xander Berkeley. Oh, wait, no, Rachel Keller. That's the girl from Legion, right? Oh, yes. okay. Okay. And director? Directed by Gabe Polsky. Not familiar. Yeah, no. 
no, actually, this year it was only massive, unbearable weight of massive talent and Butcher's Crossing. Yeah. I say this year. We're recording this in 2023. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for um, 2021, it was Prisoners of the Ghost Land, which I still haven't seen. It's Will- crazy. Willie's Wonderland, which was fine. Yeah, I heard it was kind of a banana splits movie just yeah. with Cage. It's or Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what it looks like. And Pig, which is one of the greatest things Nicolas Cage has ever done. Mm-hmm. I'd say he's actually been on a pretty hot streak. Oh, no, he has. I know. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's for the for the normals. Fair, I, I fair, say fair. for the normals. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. Okay, we have to stop because we'll just go Nicolas Cage for the next hour and a half. Uh, we're just, you can tell this it's one. been a while since we've... We're still getting back in practice. We're still yeah. getting back in practice. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. Nothing going on. You're now checking how long is left of this podcast. We'll save you the trouble. Thank you all. Here's your outro music. Get out. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 